Welcome to OceanFit's Onshore Podcast, where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle and passion for the offshore. In this episode, I met up with the Gold Coast Open Water Swimming Club, who enjoy swimming along the endless golden beaches of the Gold Coast. Well, it's a Monday morning. We're on the beautiful, sunny Gold Coast. We just uh, met the Gold Coast Open Water Swimming Club down at the beach on a Monday morning. It's a pretty late start, 9am on a Monday. <laughs> I think that can only happen on the Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen's hours. <laughs> gentlemen's hours. It was beautiful. Jules swam today. She was the lucky one. It was her turn. And uh, now we're sitting down with Steve and Peter from the group, Steve being one of the chief organiser. Team leader, that's and it. Peter being sidekick. Yes, I just turn up every now and then. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Can't wait to hear about this club because I've been watching it grow from a distance. Thanks, and Andre. So, yeah, uh, yeah Steve. The history, gonna... history about the club, right. Um, personally, born in Melbourne, raised in Perth. Did all my swimming days in Perth. Um yeah, squad swimming over there, twice a day training, usual um, hard hard uh, swimmer's bit. Uh, got myself to the AIS in Canberra on the very first year of intake in Canberra there. Shiny Nine, new building. 1981, so that was all good. That was uh, a pleasure meeting all the other Eastern Coast swimmers. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, ended up retiring, moving to the Gold Coast, 1989. So come here uh, looking at... Uh, the ocean, having grown up in Perth, lots of ocean swimming there, having uh, trained a couple of seasons in Sydney, seen lots of ocean swimming there, get to the Gold Coast. Mate, there's only two events on the cards, the, the Burley Classic, the Cooley Classic, and that's it. There's no other swims out there, no other groups. Uh, it's just all surf life-saving clubs and, and that's it. So I uh, went through a bit of a bit of a health scare, got, um, got the... Uh, diagnosed with some cancer, had to deal with that. Popped out the other side thinking, mate, I better get off my bum and start doing something with my life. So I decided to to develop the open water swim scene on the Gold Coast. So that was 2012. Uh, so hence uh, the birth of the Gold Coast Open Water Swimming Club, 2012. Uh, I went back to uni, did my master's degree in sports management just to cap it all off so I can... Uh, Put out in place all the uh, new events. Commonwealth Games were on the on the drawing board, thinking that uh, oh, yeah, open water swimming would be perfect as an event in through that. So I had my goals in, in front of me to develop the Gold Coast open water swim scene in the view of putting on the Commonwealth Games open water swim event. Right, so we had six years to put that in place, and I've been slowly getting things done. Um, Shelley Taylor-Smith was a big uh, draw card for me, putting things in place. Straight after cancer, she invited me on a relay team to swim Cottesloe to Rotto. 20k swim over there, four-man team, because I trained in over in Perth. They're all from the old squad, so it was, it was a good reunion to go back over. And I thought, I don't want to be the weakest link on the, on the swim team. So I thought, oh, I better start doing some training, so I did. Swam that event over there and just fell in love with, with that event itself. It was the best run open water swim event I've 
been in my whole entire swim career. And I thought, that's it. I need one of these on the Gold Coast. And so the Burley to Surface um, 10K Ocean Swim idea was born. And then, uh, yeah, we put it in place uh, 2013 and it's been going every year since. So that's how it's all been developing. That's the that's the quick version. The quick version. <laughs> yeah, if no. we if we look back to when you when you first came here and you talked about how the Gold Coast there wasn't really an open water scene, surf life saving clubs and the surf sports, I mean, obviously dominates uh, the coast here. Yep. Why why do you think that it, it never really branched out from that in, in those days? Mm, traditionally, surf clubs are the ones that put on ocean swims and. Smaller clubs see these type of events as good little fundraisers, right? Put them on. There's, there's a there's a there's motivation to put them on. There's drive. The, the club will end up with a couple of thousand bucks in the in the back pocket. Uh, so that type of scenario here on the coast was drying up because all the clubs have the poking machines to get their money. They don't need events. The super clubs, aren't they? The super clubs. That's it. The glorified RSL clubs, I suppose you can call them. Mm. <laughs> that's what it's turned into. Uh, so it's sort of like, yeah, it's, uh, so the the activity scene, yeah, it is, sort of it wasn't really needed, so therefore it did, people weren't doing it. And because there weren't events, there weren't people training for events, I guess. Yeah, It's yeah. kind of one big cycle. Well, that's right. And then there's also Swimming Australia with their open water swimming ideals is that they don't like the events to be in, in the ocean. They want them in open water but not the ocean. Flat water environments, exactly. lakes. Yeah, so it's more of a, a level playing field for the, for the athletes because, like, out in the ocean, Andre, you know, same stretch of water every day of the year is a different stretch of water. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that's one of the great things about surf sports is that kind of idea that you can – you're not in – you're in it right to the end you know, if there's a wave that comes. Oh, that's it. Every day's a different day. Yeah. So we put on the the marathon swim. Mm-hmm. That's the, an interesting choice, starting with the marathon swim. Yeah, 10K. 10K. Yeah. What was the thinking behind going long first? Oh, it being a challenge. Um, my father's into ultra marathon running oh, when he was alive. And uh, he was a president of the, of the Australian Ultra Runners Association. Wouldn't enter a race unless it was over. 42Ks, so he'd put on 50K races, 100K races, 200K races, and every year they'd get longer and longer. And you'd see, him, you'd see the, the, the normal day athlete out there gravitate towards marathons. They gravitate towards the Ironman triathlons and then the Ironman uh, surf. So people are wanting to do not just two-hour events, it's now five-hour events, eight-hour events, and that's where the challenge is, is heading. So... Yeah. When I've surveyed ocean swimmers over the past few years, there's probably about three years ago was when we started to see the interest go from kind of 2K swims to 5K swims. Yeah. And I feel I haven't run one recently, but I feel like now we'll start to see the interest go from the 5K to the 10K. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. How did you start attracting ocean swimmers down to the club? Oh, gee. Um, the first three or four years, it was just, yeah, come on, let's meet. And it was all word of mouth and it was, you know, a dozen strong and that's where it stayed. It wasn't until um, one of your mates, Cara Baker, came and joined us. And uh, I've been tapping on her shoulder for 
six, 12 months, come down, come down for a swim with us. And you know, she'd go, yeah, 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 but never would. And when she did, oh, she fell in love with it like the rest of us, swimming out in front of the, the, the high rise buildings. Uh, when you say my mate, you say a Kiwi? Kiwi, mate. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and, she, and I remember looking at the photos, actually. She was the one taking the selfies for She was a the long one that brought time. the GoPro out, took all the photos <laughs> with the group in front of the high rise, and, and that just attracted everyone. Yeah, that, that works really well. That's FOMO working yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, social media. She put a lot of it on social media, and I think that's how I found it, just and group, by yeah. Facebook and coming down. And, and I'm really glad I did because – Coming from Sydney, it was just a way to meet like-minded people in so many different ages. And then we all swim, have a coffee, and we're all really good friends. It's, yeah, it's everyone great. supports each other in the sport that we do. Come uh, down. <laughs> Peter, you're not a big-time swimmer, and the beaches here can be quite intimidating. How did you go from being, oh, I'm not really a strong swimmer, but I'll go and join the Gold Coast Open Water Swimming Club and swim out in that wild water? I would have to say my father actually taught me when I was younger to to have major respect for the surf side. While I've never been a strong swimmer, I've probably been a smart swimmer. And um and I enjoy the challenge. So rather than doing squad, which I do enjoy doing, you know, coming out and getting smashed by a few waves is great. <laughs> it's fun. Um and you know you can see all the see a lot of fish. It's just beautiful. I love it. And um yeah, I guess it's – I didn't grow up doing squad, but I just um, keep swimming and enjoying it and coming down when I can. I love it. So. Can you remember that first time you came down? It was great. I just came with a girlfriend and and Steve was really friendly and it was just nice having a coffee afterwards. So It's developed into a, a real social group. It's a social swimming club. It's not a competitive swimming club, so we're, we're not all trying to – past the post first type of thing and push everyone out the way doing it. It's it's more of a oh well let's let's go for an enjoyable swim and we, we bring everyone up along with us. I'd say it's a coffee club with a swimming problem. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Yeah you can say that. G'day Kia ora. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about Ocean Fit. Back in 2009 Ocean Fit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi Beach. But now we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia, and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our Swim Scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups, and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events. Escape with us on a wet and wild weekend, or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. You mentioned it's a club, and it's obviously a club because you call it a club. Club's yeah. in the name. Right. I can't think of another ocean swimming group that calls themselves a club. Hmm. What made you decide to create a club as opposed to just a social group? Oh, well, it it's officially is a club. It's a, we, We're registered with Swimming Australia. Um, we've done it that way so that um, I can put insurances in place that are, that are club-level value. You know, we do 
because we're under their umbrella, we make sure that we have all the right people in place with all the right qualifications, uh, make sure the risk management management's in place. So you have a committee? We do have a committee, yes. Um, it's the, the club is, is a, a not-for-profit company that's limited by guarantee and it's run by directors, but it has a committee that steers the club to where it needs to go. So the committee's appointed. So for the average swimmer coming down who's just swimming, will they know the difference between it being a club and just a normal group? Would they know? Yeah, that? certainly. Um, the difference would be how we do things. Oh, we always make sure the last swimmer's around before we move on to you know, the, the next zone of swimming. Um, the way we do things in the front here is that we all swim out past the wave zone. We wait till everyone gets out the back. And the yellow lifeguard towers are our markers and we swim from one tower to the next. We make the leaders stop at the next tower and we re- regroup. And we keep on going to the next tower, regroup, next tower, regroup. And we keep going until we felt we're swimming enough. And sometimes when the sweep's really strong and it takes no time at all, you know, we, we'll, we'll start off here at Currawa and finish at Northcliffe and then you know, come in and walk back. Um, so it's it, the, the course changes all the time and we make sure that everyone's um, brought with us or we put them in an environment where they can experience new experiences and, and get more skills. Um, like when it's really rough here, we don't take the nervous Nellies out the back, we'll just keep them in the gutter and, and make them swim in the gutter, which to untrained eye, it's like, Mate, you're not swimming in that, are you? Um, but when we get out there and just gravitate ourselves to the gutter, we realise that, you know, that that's a safe spot. We're not getting bashed from out the back. We're not getting bashed from yeah. the shore dumpers. And we, we have an alley that we can swim in. So if you teach them how to you know, go down those type of things. Well, the Gold Coast is renowned for double bank, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> gutter. Many a, gutter a surf swimmer or surf over has come unstuck in, on those banks before. Uh, I even remember coaching a, uh, a clinic down at Palm Beach and we spent the whole water component just in the gutter. In the gutter, right. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, a, there was a group that the last couple of Saturdays have done the gutter swim and they oh, love it. They I, love it. Yeah, they and do. They're, they're probably the UK swimmers that have come from squad that don't know about the surf and, yeah, they love it. They come out happy. That's it. They're excited and thrilled all at the same time. Mm. It's a very transient mm-hmm. place, the Gold Coast. I'm sure you get people coming for Visitors. a drop-in. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it, it. Like through the year, oh, here we go. Here's 12 months' worth of stats for you because I kept nice. everyone's names and records. The benefit of the club. I know. We had <laughs> we had more than 450 people join us over 12 months for a swim. Of those 450 people, more than 50 of them came 10 times or more. Uh, now, if you count... I swam this week once and I swam next week once and that's two visits of a 50-week total of visits. We're up over 2,000 visit, visits to the club. So that's, that's, that's the stats. It's good. And on Saturday when we popped in, there was all the Brisbane swimmers. So it's mm-hmm. not just Gold Coast swimmers, is it? People coming from yeah, all around of, the state. And there's a lot from Brisbane because they, they don't have this type of facility up there. It's fabulous. And, you know, people from the bold and beautiful in Sydney, Sydney come. We get people that drop in yeah. from all different places. We've had, we've had a name for that in one of these podcast episodes, a swim tourist. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, we're, 
open for swim tourists to pop in and join us anytime. What's the thinking behind the Karawa base? Oh well, it was it was the surf club itself. Actually, we, it was a good spot to meet. Good parking, uh, good facilities to have a have coffee afterwards. Um, so that all ticked the boxes. When the Commonwealth Games came through, well, the officials grabbed all this area and you weren't allowed to park here, you weren't allowed to do anything. So we actually moved our our Saturday club swim down to Mermaid Beach and that worked out well too. Um, I like Carrollwood good because the Brit guys from Brisbane, when they drive down the M1, they pop out down here in Brown Beach. So it's a good... Convenient. Good, good convenient area for everyone to know, yeah. Um, I've tried doing some weekly stuff more in the harder surface and locals it's not really where locals go it's more the tourists go so you know we need to set up shop there for for the big tourist seasons more so than the the locals so this is more locals here and do you get out and take the group on tour along the coast because there are some other great spots along here especially south yeah definitely um We've just started doing different beaches, different days. So Cara is a, a good one that we do Monday, Friday, and Tuesday, Thursday we're doing the, the uh, Miami Surf Club Beach. So that's that one. And Wednesday we do the Coolie Classic course every Wednesday. So we go down to Kira, park the cars there and walk around to Rainbow Bay Surf Club, which is uh, two bays over, and then um, jump in and swim back to the cars. So it's every Wednesday. That's lovely. Peter, I'm going to ask you this question, being not as long-time local mm. as Steve. How would you describe the, the classic Gold Coast ocean swimmer? It is sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it just beats you. <laughs> um, it's, it's quite an exposed beach, so before coming from Sydney – you know, you weren't used to swimming in such rough surf, but once you make it out past the break, it's actually quite beautiful. So challenging and different all the time. Now, you didn't quite hear what I asked, but that was nice. Okay. Uh-huh. What I was asking <laughs> What do you think of the club? <laughs> what do you think of the – what type of swimmer? Like how would you describe the Gold Coast ocean uh, swimmer? Right. If, if I said to oh. someone – if I said to a tourist – Describe the Gold Coast lifesaver. They would say oh. bronzed, blonde hair, <laughs> big muscles. But how would you describe the Gold Coast ocean swimmer? There, there are many. So there's the really amazing fast ones. <laughs> and then there's... Oh, I think they're invisible, really, because you don't hear much about them. Or, you know, if you're talking to a tourist... When you say to the tourist, I want to go for an open water swim, where are you gonna where, where are you gonna send me? Probably they'd probably describe Steve, wouldn't they? Bronzed, blonde. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, big bet, shoulders. I, I, De- I, I definitely most, very brown. <laughs> I've met most people for a tan. <laughs> I must have been turning up here in the middle of the winter from Victoria via New South Wales. I'm the whitest man. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> Everyone not here is golden. I, I'm glad I got my sunglasses on, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> It just reminds me of the times I would go to Hawaii in the middle of winter and you turn up and you're the whitest man. He takes one day, you're pink. You'll get your tan on. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that.
what do you think the future of open water swimming is going to look like here, Steve? What's Ooh. your what's your you must have in the back of that mind? Oh gee, yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Five years time, I'd love it to be. Well, five years time, it's you do. It's the education side of things is what's going to make it grow. So that's what we need to look at: education for both um, the international and visitor sewer, and in, and also education for the um, primary school level. So, so therefore, start young. Start young. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, you know, if you introduce them to the to the the surf and the excitement of, of what the waves can can give as a a ten year old, well, they're going to be amongst it all their lives, and and it's a, a skill that they can have for life, which is what they need. Everybody, every Australian needs to have a, a life skill of swimming because uh, there's just so much water around. And uh, so that's what we need to go down that track of, yeah, the education. So, um, yeah, I can see working a lot closer with the tourism uh, corporation here on the Gold Coast, um, which is already happening. Um, and also uh, I can see um, the Gold Coast being more of an attractive attractive area to bring in the international tour swimmer that likes to come in to destinations to do activities. Um, I've been developing a a festival of ocean swimming for that uh, where we can bring in um, the outside international to experience what we do. And then there's the opposite side where we can take all the locals here and and go out into the world and go visit the Greek islands for a, a tour swim together there or the Hawaiian um, 3.8k swim and just be picking and choosy and, and just go where, where we want to go and get a little group together and start doing it. So that's what I see. Looking good. One, one day it may take over surf ice saving. Ha, ha, ha. Steve, there's another thing I want to talk to you about. You were... Standing on a platform for the Gold Coast, the Ocean Coast. Yeah, I ran for council here too. I I was approached by um, a group of people to look at running for council uh, with the idea of putting in ocean pools, just like Bondi icebergs uh, or the Meriwether down in Newcastle. Uh, And um, mate, fabulous idea. I have experienced swimming in in uh, the ocean pools, not just in Sydney, but up here on the coast when they were around back in the early 70s. Oh, so the Gold Coast had yep, Burley, ocean pools. Burley had an ocean pool and so did Snapper Rocks uh, down at um, Coolangatta there. So it was, uh, they were around in the uh, 60s and 70s and then they just all died. So they, they didn't get serviced and, and ended up uh, closing down and, and not being around. But, uh, yeah, there's a, a, there's a set of group of guys wanted me to look at, at, um, at stirring the pot and uh, getting council to put in some ocean pools. So that project is very alive and, um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed about getting behind that. I want to see some ocean pools. Because it's always interested me that the Gold Coast is promoted internationally for its beaches, mm. yet the majority of the visitors that come here can't actually even get in the water. They can't don't have them. the knowledge, the no. skills. I know. And it's not just that. It's, it's also the stingers when they come. It's that safety there. The shore dumpers, all they've got to do is be in three three feet water and they can get creamed and it's like, oh, they'll never visit the beach again. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we need to have some sort of environment for those guys. 
Uh, and these ocean pools are perfect for that, especially the international visitor, because they've got no idea what how much water is in these waves coming at you. Because yeah. some a, of them are like buildings. It's like come to the Gold Coast, there's kilometres of golden sands and beaches, yeah. but you can't swim there, you can't swim there, you can't swim now. <laughs> we don't recommend doing this. Actually, yeah. you should probably just not go in the water at all. Well, and, and I see these these ocean pools to be little social hubs of of uh, where people can get together, they can meet, they can they can do their daily activity in a in a controlled environment, still in salt water, which is so healthy for you, and then get out and, and just have a coffee with their gang, and and then they can start the day. And um, those type of pools, I've done some research, and uh, the, the ones in Sydney, mate, they bring in like 250,000 people a year to that one pool. Uh, and that's the average on the top five pools down in Sydney, and the the economy's just crying out up here for for something to to happen so that we can start uh, getting the the economy going and um, getting a base like an ocean pool together. I mean, that'll kickstart the economy nicely. It'll be an everyday venue. So the Gold Coast isn't quite like Sydney with all the different bays and rock platforms. That make it suitable for no, lots yeah, of pools. Yeah. So where would they go here? Well, there's 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 different types of ocean pools and there's different areas and they're all there's there's three different types of pools you can put in. But if you wanted to look at the like the Bondi iceberg type of pool, my favourite position would be near the Miami Surf Club. There's a on the north side of the North Burley little point there. There's a nice little nook there that they can go. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, or the, it can be rebuilt at the Burley Heads one, or it can be rebuilt down at Snappers. So there's three places just straight off the top of my head. Mm. We want half a dozen, not just one. It's something you take for granted, really. When you come from New South Wales, there's so many mm. ocean pools in here. I can't think of one. No. Well, they're not. Mm. They just let them go. It's like all the trams. They had trams. They pulled them all out. Now they're putting them all back in. It's everything cyclical. <laughs> so if someone is listening to this and they are from the area or they're a swim tourist, how do they yes. get in touch with the club and come and swim? Yeah, get in, get in touch with Facebook page, Gold Coast Open Water Swim Club. Yep, that's how we communicate with everyone. So come down, say hello, or just rock up, 8 o'clock Saturday morning, every every week of the year, Carla. Awesome. Thanks for your time, guys. It's been great to hear about the history of the club and to hear what you've got going on. It's a great place here and I'm hoping to stay, actually. Yeah, Andre, Andre I'm, I'm sure there's a place <laughs> for what you do here and um, we'd like to foster, um, yeah, what you do and what we do and, and develop the sport even more because that's what it's all about. Thanks, guys. Anya, thanks, Andre. Thanks, Andre.